Even though the show is about how expensive it is to raise kids, don't be fooled. My brothers and I are worth every penny Dad spends. Okay, I said it. Can we go get ice cream now, Dad? This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, five years, and then one year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about healthcare and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show. This is me, Dan Wendell, owner of Dolphin Financial Group, and alongside me today is Tony Shore. Tony, we're going to have a very interesting show today. The title is Don't Have Kids. Don't have kids if you want to retire comfortably. Ah. All right. So <laughs> now, now as a disclaimer. Don't have kids if you want to retire comfortably. Come on. Well, I, I think it's a little late for that for you and I, isn't it? It is. As you heard my kids on the intro. Um, so this is, we're going to talk about the cost of raising a kid and the pitfalls of it, the reality of it. And, but, and I want to be totally upfront with everyone. I do have three kids and so does Tony. We have children. So we're not going to be talking about not having kids. I was just being sensational with that. However, I do want to talk about the fact that having kids can cause your retirement to be, let's say, less financially less than what you expected. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I think uh, those of us, like my wife and I, who have three lovely children, uh, just as they as they get older and it, all in their teen years, we're like, wow, this is expensive. <laughs> well, get ready for it because we're going to talk about kids zero through 18, you know, the cost to raise oh. them. We got those stats. Then we're going to talk about college because that's a whole nother ball of wax. And then we're going to talk it about is. boomerang kids because remember we did a whole shoot show on boomerang kids. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to pepper some uh, comments on there. And They're coming back. And, and just if you think about it at, at a very high level, I just want to throw some numbers out at the audience to start off just to get some just to get the shock value here. Um Cost of raising a kid from zero to eighteen, Tony. You 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 know this, right? You we you you have a good idea of what it costs. I I think so. Yeah. Two. It's it's in the hundreds of thousands. That's right. Two hundred and thirty three thousand to get a kid wow. to eighteen. Then we got college costs that could easily be one hundred and fifty thousand. Then you got the boomerang kids. It's tough to put a cost on those, but I'm going to say fifty thousand. You're looking at about four hundred thousand to get a kid. To have a kid in your life. Oh, oh. <laughs> so that's crazy. So, th- so we're gonna call the show "Birth Control 101." 
<laughs> I say that's crazy, but in case my wife and kids are listening, uh, but so worth it. So worth it. So worth well, it. Well, you look at the studies on these, and I'm going to reference. Uh, we'll start with the the kids zero through eighteen. Um, mm. But they ask, they do surveys. New York Times does surveys, and they always ask, you know, what are you spending money on, and so forth. And then they always ask, is it worth it? And like ninety five percent of people say it's totally worth it. So I don't know. Maybe they think the kids are listening, but in reality. Um, Let's let's start with that first section, which is probably yeah. the biggest, and that's kids zero through eighteen. And so, what I'm referencing is the Department of Agriculture of all departments. They're <laughs> the ones that put out this annual study, and it's called "Expenditures on Children by Families." Very, you know, very government title. Yeah, and uh, it's two hundred and thirty three thousand six hundred and ten. The latest version of this. <laughs> so, how do they get there? Now, there's a calculator, by the way. There's an online calculator, which I used. I just did it. I'm looking at it. I put my three kids in and it tells me that my annual costs for my three children are close to $47,000 a year. A year. <laughs> a year. Each? Right. Each? No, total. 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 Oh, so Peter, oh. the oldest is 15,000. Well, then that's nothing, right? Right. <laughs> My oldest is 15762 and the twins are 15466 So they're about $300 cheaper. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but wow. if you Most look at... Most people don't even make that in a year. Exactly. So the question is, is this realistic? You know, and so I look at it and I say, well, what is it that they're saying is the cost here? The number one cost that they're suggesting is housing. 29% of that is housing. So okay. let's address that right off the bat. Um I own a house. Well, uh, the, the bank owns most of it. <laughs> yeah, let's be real. But um, my, so the twins have share a room and my oldest has his own room and then we have a room. So, I mean, our house is bigger than it would be if we didn't have kids. If I didn't have kids, people would look at us like, what are you living in this house for? You know, it's too big for you, right? Even I would say that. I'd say, well, no, this is not necessary. But I bought a bigger house because I have three kids. In fact, we were going to have more kids. That was our goal. Actually, not our goal. We talked about it, my wife and I, and uh, we said, how many kids but then you want? The, but then the mailman moved away. <laughs> well, no. Then the oh, twins came. Then <laughs> the twins came. And um, <laughs> and my wife's like, well, I wanted a boy. Because we didn't know if we were having boys or girls when they were born. It was a big surprise. So we knew when the twins were born that day, that moment was, I'm sure my wife was had some mixed emotions. She had the... She just realized, oh, my God, I had twin boys. You know, I just gave birth to twin boys. I have already a boy. Where's my girl? <laughs> you know? And so we talked about it after when the kids were a little <laughs> older. And she's like, you know, I want a girl. I'm like, well, twins run in the family. And they're, so there's a strong chance you might have twins again. And they might be twin boys again. And that was all she needed to hear and say, all right. <laughs> but we, we weren't we weren't talking about the financial costs. <laughs> we weren't talking oh, that, about the no i know cost. you weren't talking about that <laughs> that wasn't about the financial cost yeah, that's about a, having how about how would you like a house with five boys in it right well then she, we got a dog eventually that was her choice <laughs> and she got a boy dog so you know that's her own fault yeah, so. <laughs> watch it dan she might be listening <laughs> right but if you think about the house right do we need a big house no i mean i grew up with one shower and i had three older brothers so there were six of us using the one shower and we got by you know granted when i take a shower now i have to always look over my shoulder ready you know for them to get punched but 
But um, but in reality, <laughs> the boys, we could have got a smaller house. So I could see how having kids creates the need for a larger house. Yeah, not necessarily a need though. But again, that's kind of where they're but going. But it's an with additional it. cost. But I would suggest that. Um, this is a huge ticket item, the house. So I, I like the idea that they're focused on it, not because I don't think, I don't think my, you know, my kids have caused me to buy 29% more in housing that I wouldn't have paid. But just thinking about how big your house is, is a huge part of retirement planning because that does, that's a big ticket item. You know, we talked about don't drink that latte. We did a show on that. Go ahead. You know, if you're going to be, trying to cut costs by, you know, making your own jam and and drinking, you know, your own coffee. <laughs> that's not going to add up to much, but reducing your housing costs could easily allow you to retire 5 years earlier. Yeah. Right? So that's where well, they're going there. Yeah. Yep. And so obviously that makes sense. I mean, obviously you'd have to pay rent or have a mortgage somewhere with or without kids. Right. But right. But you are you are paying a bit more because you bought a bigger house in a in a neighborhood that's good with schools that are good. So that all adds up to additional cost, Right. And, and the study talks about, you know, the, and I'm going to go through some more of these, but the study talks about how, um, the more you spend, the more you make, the more you spend on your kids. And that's, so with the housing, you know, if I had another kid right now, my housing cost is not going to change, right? They're going wherever they fit in the house, you know? So there's economies of scale, I guess. So I guess the, the, if you're going to have kids, just go for it. Right. You know, and I think it was like 27% more spending for single parent, uh, single child households versus, you know, every, if you have three or more, it's like you save 27% per kid. So we should have like a sign, like best value, five kids, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that math works, but well, for housing, it the, does. For housing, it does, because you can okay. stack them. Oh, right? okay. But, but the second <laughs> biggest expense, <laughs> the second business expense is food. And I have a feeling you have huh. some insight here. My kids don't eat. You know, they just, they're just tiny still. You know, even the 12-year-old, he's like, eh, oh. you know, give me when noodles. My son, home, my son was home from college for winter break. Tell me about this it. This was holiday break. And our grocery bill almost doubled. And we have a family of five, right? So it was four of us, and then adding my 19-year-old son back almost doubled the grocery bill. Like, people joke about it. <laughs> How does that you know, work? They, the kids, the, the <laughs> boys, especially in high school, they just, just destroy kitchens, right? Yep. Refrigerators. Is it true? I mean, you've it gone through true. it. I don't remember doing that as a kid. No, but. I don't either. I don't either, but, you know, for some kids it is. And my, and my son, I will say, not an ounce of fat on his body. But he's just Skinny. burning burning through the calories, huh? I guess. I guess. Holy cow. He can eat like crazy. I mean, he can easily keep up with me, except he doesn't gain weight. So I loathe him. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the interesting part about food. You know, the, the idea is you're going to spend more because you have more kids. But for me, I think we save money because my wife and I, we'd probably go out to dinner a lot. But we have kids, so we don't go out. <laughs> there's no going out. Now, that is true. We, we're we the same. Yeah, there's no going out. Uh, when you have a family of five, if you're going out, you're making more money than me. That's all. That's but, it. Right. But, uh, but <laughs> I, so, yeah, eating out is a, is a tough one, especially as a family. Uh, we're like, it, what's funny is, uh, don't tell my kids this. I'm sure no one's listening, but don't tell my kids this. 
Uh, it's a joke, Dan. People mm. are listening. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> you meant but, kids. Uh, you meant no kids are yeah, listening. Yeah, don't tell my kids this, but uh, my wife and I, we wait for opportunities where we're alone with one of them, and then we have an agreement. Then it's okay to go out to eat. Yeah, don't tell your brothers. It's, it's, just, it's just the two of you. Like, the, everybody else is busy. My wife's uh, working late, and it's me and my youngest daughter. Hey, you want to go out to the Mexican place tonight? Yeah. And see, that's not uh, that's not quite a hit. But when all the kids are home and you say, let's go out to the Mexican place, and you look at the bill, wow. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, so you don't go out. I save money because they don't go out. Right. God forbid I'm out in public with my kids, all three of them at the same time. It's like, whoa, I'm not doing that to the, the, the other customers either. <laughs> so, you got three young boys and, and, and very young. So, yeah, they're wild. But they love pasta. And I realized Ooh. growing up I ate a lot of pasta, too. I guess now yeah. I know why. It's cheap. Yeah. The, but the third, the third biggest expense is child care and education. Oh, they kind of lump huge. those together. Yeah. So this is where it gets interesting because... You know, I was looking at some pricing of childcare. It's like you, you could spend a thousand a month per kid in like these metro areas. Easy. And, and, and the younger your kid is, the more expensive. Did right. you notice that? Have yeah, because that? they need babies. They, infants are, are outrageously expensive. So when we had Peter, our oldest, my wife was still working for Pepsi. And so she would commute. And between the two of us, we were able to pull it off. Um, but we sent them to pre-K, you know, and all that. But those early years, um, it was tough. It was work from home situation for her and me, you know. So, but once we had those trends, it's like never, nope, not happening. And you start adding up the costs. It's like okay, well, it's going to cost us fifty thousand dollars to keep these kids in daycare. You know, how much is it worth? You know, fifty thousand have someone else take care of the kids. Now my mom, my um, <clears throat> my mom, she stayed home, and then when we were all old enough, that's when she went back to work. But with my wife, we said, you know what, she's she, and she was making some decent money, so she stayed home. So our childcare costs aren't are zero if you think about it. They're zero right. because we're not paying anyone else to watch the kids. But my wife staying home is an opportunity cost. She was making a lot of money working for right. Pepsi. She there got all go. the benefits, health insurance, mm-hmm. um, you know, 401k match, all that pension, all of that stuff is gone. Yeah, that, so, all go, that all goes away. And a lot of people weigh, though, what they make versus what it costs for childcare and end up quitting their job just to watch their kids because it's a wash right if you're in the metro area and you're going to spend forty thousand dollars to watch your to pay for your kids to go to daycare and you make seventy thousand dollars which is more than most people make right but you're in a metro area so maybe it's not that much yeah now net you're making 30 and you're like do i really want to make thirty thousand and not raise my kids you know is what's the what's the cost there so um some people say, yeah, I don't want to watch my kids. <laughs> I don't want to watch your kids either. But <laughs> but my wife, you know, so we made that decision. And that out of out of pocket doesn't cost anything, but it really does because of the opportunity cost. So I could see this is huge, you know. So if my wife's making six hundred thousand, say, and we and we that's, you know, so the cost of raising my kids is well higher than two hundred and thirty three to get them to 18 just because of the opportunity cost, you know. It's just crazy. So, of course, they go through some other stuff. Transportation. That's a biggie they have. Transportation. But I don't. So, you know, we're going to we own a minivan. 
right? And and I have my pilot. You from, have to from 2006. So I don't think that applies to us because I'm a cheap guy when it comes to cars. I'll fix it myself and I'll buy used. So I, we never bought a you. Uh, I mean, we we everything's used. But Dan, I've heard about you fixing it yourself. Well, we did a show uh, on that, didn't I? <laughs> I told everyone niece, about your that. Your niece ended up your niece ended stranded, up right? Stranded because she, the car wouldn't start. Well, everyone knows that you don't drive that car without the alternator check. We had you have to check the alternator before you turn on the car. We all know this. <laughs> no, no one knows. That, no, but we did a whole show on that. Buying used saves you money. I know. Um, so then people say, "Well, I don't want to buy a used car because I got kids. I don't want to break down." Blah blah blah. Well, no, you still buy used. You could still buy a used car. It doesn't have to be like a you know. 15 year old car like mine it could be you know five years old or three years old so i could see where the transportation gets in there but then there's other things that they talk about like health care <laughs> you know so <laughs> oh, this is no. where economies oh, of no. scale Here comes the health care right <laughs> yeah economies of scale don't really help on this one because there's just more kids no. to get to break their arms you know yeah no no the more kids you have Healthcare just goes up exponentially. Right. And don't even get started on braces. I haven't had that deal with that yet, but I'm I'm sure that, oh, you know. Oh, buddy. Buckle up. That's not even covered by health insurance, the braces. Nope. You know what I, you know what I'm paying for that, 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 I don't know if they factor in, but sports. I got swimming and soccer. Who, who would have thought? I used to coach, right? And then I get to the point where I don't know anything anymore. You know, I can't, I can only help the kids so much, you know, um, and when you move from babysitting on the soccer field to actually coaching them skills, which I don't own, then um, you're out. Then you're the pay, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not yeah. cheap. I, oh, by the way, is your son? Uh, is your son own his own car? He does. It was given to him. Ah, see. By by a grandparent. Oh, see, you you got, you, you got lucky on that one. You did. Yep. But in fact, who's paying for the car insurance? That's the other question. <laughs> we, uh, mom and dad, are right now. Right. And that's me. I, wait, I'm dad. Right. I'm paying. I'm paying. That's not cheap, is it? Adding a, you know, 19, 20 year old. We have two. We have a 16 year old and a 19 year old both now on our insurance that we're paying for their insurance and their licensing. So there's 50 grand right there. (laughs) Boom. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's not cheap. So you could see, you know, some some say it's uh, just a bit sensational to say 233,000 per kid. And I'll, and I'll argue that, yeah, you know, the housing costs, they really push in that. And maybe you can say you're going to buy a house anyway, but then, then the health insurance is, I think underreported and then the car insurance, you know, keep, but, but if you, and then God forbid you go to private school, uh, you know, my kids go to public school. So that, that, that's, you know, my kids go to public school and that's why I live where I do because it has some of the best public schools in the country. Right, but then so, you might say your housing cost is higher because of that, where you can maybe live in a cheaper and property area. Taxes are higher, so you know you could push in one direction and then something's going to come up on another. So this yeah. idea of two hundred thirty-three thousand per kid—that's that's maybe it's realistic, you know. And even if it's only one hundred and fifty, because you're you're frugal somehow. Or you have ten kids and you can knock it down to one hundred hundred per kid. <laughs> it's still that's a million dollars. So with ten kids, so it's just it's outrageous if you think yeah. about it. So the, I guess the lesson is don't have kids, right? <laughs> or at least if you're going to have a kid, wait till they're eighteen and then adopt them. Dan, you're not going to be a popular guy. If you're kids. <laughs> well, I think the biggest problem, however, is what I alluded to earlier, which is. The more you make, the more you spend on your kids. That's what this study also shows. Yep. And that's built in the calculator. It's like, well, they ask you what your income is. Well, what does that matter? 
Well, it matters because the more you make, the more you spend. And that's because everybody tries to keep up with the Joneses' kids. Dad, yeah. I want that new iPhone. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't need it. But everyone else has it. Uh, you I don't want need the it. latest pair of Nikes. They're only $280. Well, well, you're not getting them. Well, the rest of the basketball team has them, so I can't yeah. be the only one. Ugh, you know, And then parents give in. So this is where you can actually save is stop keeping up with the Joneses. But the problem is most of the country keeps up with each other anyway. So we'd almost have to get a, we'd That's almost true. have to collude as in a, as in a generation and say, all right, we're stopping. Everybody stop buying the kids everything. Yeah. This way we can all benefit, right? Yeah. Cause so then, then peer pressure will be gone. It's going to be better for our kids in the long run and better for our wallets. Right. But you have a personal story about You can teach us a thing or two about saying no, the tough love that Dan Wendell, tough love administrator when something happens in his household you tell them the story about your tv they broke oh my god the TV, it's still broken they broke and the tv you, you refused to buy a new one that's right beginning of the year of 2019 they broke the tv like two days in they still had like a week of break and they broke the tv totally their fault and um so i said all right okay you want the tv do you want to play games you want to use it for whatever shows you want to watch, you can uh, go ahead, but it's broken. We can't see. Okay, get a new one. Help us. I said, no, mom, dad aren't going to help you. You guys figure it out. They're still trying to figure it out. So my oldest, I taught him how to power wash. So he went to go power wash uh, on the neighbor's property and he was going to make like 75 bucks, which was, you know, he was so excited. And um, of course, I'm going to sit there and observe him because he's not old. You know, he's 12. And um, the problem is it rained. So he got rained out. So he, now he's now he's really learning lessons of maybe I should uh, control my emotions here and 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 make sure that the TV doesn't break. Um, long story short, um, they're trying to earn money and they're realizing that. Which brings up another point: Do you give your kids an allowance? You know, some say no, that's a huge expense. Why do you do it? And others say, well, it teaches them about money. Yeah, I would say give an allowance if you're going to, um, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna use it as a learning tool which is what yeah, I'm kind of doing. I think, I think it's okay, but uh, here's the trick. Uh, only give it for services rendered. You don't yeah, just give right. it to them for that. They don't have to do anything to earn it. I, then I don't think giving an allowance is good. I think you attach a price. Uh, my wife and I came up with a grid, put it up on the fridge, and it's the chore chart. And if they do, they sweep the kitchen, it's this. it's a dollar. If they you know, vacuum the upstairs and downstairs and steps. It's, you know, 10 bucks or something. You know what I mean? It's whatever it is, whatever price you set. Uh, And that way they get money, but they have to take out the trash or, uh, you know, clean up after the animals or something to get it. Right. Yeah. And and I do that, too. Uh, I did it just the other day. My son's complaining. "Eh, How can I make more money? You know, (laughs) I said, well, feed the dog. I'll give you two dollars. So he goes, puts a scoop of dog food in, and he's like, okay, where's my $2? I say, after he eats it, you'll get the money. Just like at a restaurant. <laughs> you don't pay before you eat. He's like, well, we go to, we, we go to uh, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A. We, we pay before we eat. And I was like, oh, you little smarty pants. Well, this is a high-end restaurant, so you pay after. Yeah. And uh, so the dog already ate that day, so he didn't eat that until the next day. And then I paid him. And you're cruel. <laughs> But, um, you know, but, you know, one factor also is time because time is money. 
Um, yeah. all, all the lost time, I guess a lost time here, scouting. I'm a scout master, you know, for the den and, you know, coaching, just doing homework. I was trying to help my <laughs> oh, oldest yeah. with his, uh, his homework on Greg. I don't even know what it is. I couldn't even tell you. I was like, I was good at this when I was your age, but I can't even understand it now. So I can't even help him. You know, I'm like researching. So I'm spending an hour trying to figure out how to do the math just so I can help my son struggle through it for an hour. That kind of lost time adds up, you know, time is money. But then again, I'm not going to look at it that way because, you know, what else am I going to do with my time? What's more important? So that's, you know, in a nutshell, zero to 18, 233,000. Um, yeah, I'm going I'm to say that's pretty accurate. And uh, so if you didn't have kids and you banked that money, which right. you're not going to do probably, but if you did, you could use that money, put it toward retirement and it would grow exponentially. Right. That would be your retirement. Right. Think about it. You know, let's say you had two kids and you, and, and that's 400,000 to get them to 18. Um, you know, I meet people all the time in Tampa Bay area. They don't and 400,000 is all they have in retirement. So double that. And then all of a sudden now it's like, Oh, maybe I can retire. But with 400,000, like, I don't know if I could pull this off. Well, odds are they had kids, right? <laughs> but let's let's yeah. talk about college before, because there's so much more to talk about here. But let let's move on to the college discussion, because I'll be quick about this. You know, now I'm I'm looking at forty four thousand dollars to raise my kids, right? A year? This is crazy. Um, all right, so college. <laughs> You're going through this now. I um, am, and I'm about to go go through it with a second child, and I already have one in college. And if you go in-state, it's cheaper than, than going to a private, right? Go in-state public. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like but, a state school or a state university, a state college or university. And some nearby states uh, may have reciprocity as well. Mm-hmm. But bottom line is, it's not going to be cheap. Any no. way you slice it. Right. Um, the problem with college <laughs> is not only is it expensive, when you go to pay for it, when your kids are in college, you're typically at your highest earning years, right? That, you know, 40s, 50s is when you, your kids are going to college. And that's when you're yep. making the most money. Yep. And so and that's when you should be saving more. Right, right, right. You Financial also get aid. less in assistance because of that. Right, because they look at your salary, how much you're making. And so parents already don't have enough save for retirement. And then what they're going to do is at the peak of their earning years, they're going to stop saving and put toward college. So that's a recipe for disaster. So my my general take, and this is it's different for everybody. Um, and I think there was a, a New York Times study on this. Something like seventy percent of parents plan on helping their kids pay for college. That's what they oh, feel yeah. is right. So I, people I, want I would to guess do that this. At least. Right, people want to help their kids pay for college, and I'm telling them don't. Well, I say don't. <laughs> Well, first of all, don't co-sign on these loans, right? That boom. Well, that that's bad. Yeah. I mean, I see people in their sixties with two hundred thousand dollars of student loans. Like, what happened? You know, how, where where did you go to college? And they say, no, my kids. You know, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. But um, I'd rather you save for retirement than than college. And I talk about this all the time. And and you and I might disagree here, but and a lot of listeners might say, oh, that's you know. I, you got to you got to pay for college. That's going to help the kids. But you can, but not necessarily by paying for college. Let me explain. Um, first of all, you, you got to let the kid realize that this is expensive, right? So they need to understand that the, the college they choose is going to impact the rest of their life. So you want to maybe choose a less expensive school because that loan, right? Um, you can get a loan. 
you can get you can get student aid if you're you know work. I'm I'm going to get my kids to work toward getting good grades, getting AP classes so that they can not have to pay for those classes in college. They can get them for, right. You know, in part of the public schools. Yep. But um, the big thing that I want to point out is you can always help your child pay off a loan, but you can't get a loan for your retirement. So, you know, think of it this way: Let's say you have you give your kid a hundred thousand. To pay for college that's gone you know you, when are you going to get that back is is your son or daughter going to pay you back maybe no. all right maybe if you write an agreement hey you know i'm going to pay for your college but you got to pay me back no they're not going to be able to do it right away no right it's they're gonna, not going to happen let's let's be honest that's not right their first job is going to be the lowest paying <laughs> job right and then, then what? Then they start getting good money they're going to they're going to get married and then god forbid they have a kid because we just described what that's going to cost right so Right. Forget about it. They're not going to have money to pay for your pay you back until they're retired, but they're not going to be able to pay for that because their retirement's in their kids' student loans. Right. So it's a vicious cycle. And by the time they're able to pay you back, you'll be dead. Um, so you can, Papers. but, but so I'd rather you take that hundred thousand and put it toward your retirement than put it toward a student loan for your kid. And here's why. Um, because let's say your son or daughter gets a loan later on when they graduate and they have that loan and they're like, Oh my God, I'm drowning in student loan debt. That's when you can come in. That's when you can come in because maybe you'll be retired or closer to it. And you can have a little bit of extra money to go down to pay down their loan as opposed to have already paid it off. They don't have a loan good for them. Um, but what about you? Because you're not going to be able to borrow from the bank. Hey, you know, I'm short on retirement this year. Can you loan me 50000 Uh mm. You know, they, they'll be like, well, what college are you going to? You know, <laughs> the, I'm not. I'm retired. Oh, yeah, well, because you can't get a loan for retirement. Who, you know, who's going to do that? Right. Right? So, but you can get a loan for school. I just, I'm a huge proponent of putting more toward retirement. If I get, if I had a dollar, I would put it toward retirement before I put it toward my college costs. You can do both. Uh, I would recommend leaning heavily toward the retirement end. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. Well, uh, how can our listeners get a hold of you? And Dan, I know that you usually have a special offer for our listeners. Well, I'd like everyone to um, subscribe to the podcast. That's yes. the easiest way because um, we are on Spotify, iTunes. We're on uh, Google Play. And so you'll get these uh, every time we put a new show out like this one, you'll get a little notification saying, Hey, listen to the new show. But if you want to talk about this, the easiest way is to give me a call 888-508-5935. And I can put you, um, I could put you on the right course to how to not pay or lose, break the bank, raising these kids. I'll give you some of the tips I use, <laughs> but if you're at that point, we're like, Oh, what do I do about college versus retirement? Hey, I'll talk you through it. And I could be the bad guy that comes in and says, no, <laughs> I like doing that. You know what I really, what really strikes me is something that people come to me and say, Hey, can you help me? It's the boomerang kids. Oh mm. boy. Oh boy. This yeah, is, this is a tough right. one. Yeah, that is a tough one. I'll give you a few tips on that before we end the show. Boomerang kids. What is yeah. that? What is that? That's when the adult kids, this is, this is, you've already spent 200,000 to get them to 18. <laughs> you've already spent another hundred or whatever to get them through college. And now they're coming back to live with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, theoretically, if you got them through college, they shouldn't come back, but they do. They do. Right. And then that's another cost. 
you know? Because now you're like, oh, I'm going to move out. I'm going to downsize. Oh, no, my kid's back. I got to stay here and spend this big money. Yeah, you know? <laughs> and they're still eating the food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> here's the big one. Don't enable them. And and I know this this is more tough love. It's I know it's tough From to say. Dan Wendell. It really is tough to say because you know you want to help the kid out. They're twenty five years old. And they're you know they're they're struggling and and they they don't have money. They don't have a good job. And you all right, come live with me. You'll save money. The objective is to get them back on their feet on their own because you can enable them all the way to the grave. Right? They'll never learn. And so you, if you're gonna do it which I'm a proponent of, helping family out is huge. Set expectations, write it down, get an agreement, contract. Don't offer to help them in perpetuity. Say, hey, all right, you come live with me six months. Here's a contract. Six months, even if it's rent-free, but you're out after six months, or you're going to start paying me 800 bucks a month, whatever it is, right? Just come up with something <laughs> and protect your retirement. Don't be dipping into your own retirement for the same reasons that we talked about already on college. Same thing. You want to help the kid? Get it on his feet. That's one thing, but don't make it as long-term decision because what are they going to wind up doing? They're just going to—it's not going to help them in the long run. And I know that's hard to say. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, I'm not talking about special needs kids. I'm talking about the average kid that right. is struggling because they have student loan debt or they can't find a job they love. Don't bring them in under your wing. You're not helping anybody, you know. And then let's let's end it by talking about you know. The big picture here. Yes, yeah. we're joking about not having kids because it saves money. And I'll be honest with you. I, I'm looking at the biggest, you know, the, the people I work with that have the most retirement money, they did have kids. So it's not, it's not, they made their money through businesses, selling private businesses or whatever it was. And they still had kids. So it can be done. But don't fall victim to giving your kids everything and leaving yourself high and dry. That's what yeah. the message is here. It is expensive to raise kids, but what else is there, right? I mean, and and I and I often hear people say, well, their kids are going to take care of me when I'm older. That's what the return on investment is, right? When I'm in retirement, they're going to help me. Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> if you have daughters, you're more likely to have that help than sons. <laughs> yeah. The three boys, the twins, maybe not. Right. Well, Johnny is the, is the caring one. We, we, we're banking on him, so we're going to give him a little extra food, <laughs> keep him healthy, um, because he shows the most promise. Oh, uh, we kid, him. we kid. But no, in reality, yeah, you might say the kids will be around to help me, but think about where they're going to be when you need that help. They're going to be right where you are now. They're going to be in the situation where they have kids, they have college loans, they have retirement plans. Are they really going to have the time and or money to help you in retirement? That's a tough call. That's an unknown. And so what do you do? I say you plan for that not happening. And if it does, that's great. Yeah. You know, um, so that's kind of where we're at with that. I'm yep. a huge proponent of having kids, as you know. Uh, this the title was a joke, you know, but it, it's tongue in cheek. Kids are expensive. But know what you're getting into. Learn and they are expensive, <laughs> right? Well, I think that's great. We should wrap up the show, Dan. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yeah, um, <laughs> we talked about the cost of raising a kid today, right? It's not cheap. Um, I would say that the economies of scale are worth considering. So if you have one kid, you might consider adding five or six more because um, they help out. 
Sure. <laughs> our society isn't like the farming society of old where the kids were able to help around the house now. Mm-hmm. So, um, but in all reality, if you're thinking about um, giving advice to your kids about having kids, mention the cost, but don't harp on it. If you're at a point where you're thinking about, well, I can't afford um, college, what am I going to do? Don't worry. Um, that's normal. So all the things that people deal with, yeah, these studies show how much, and but it's so different for each family. Everyone needs to think about it from their own perspective. And the college decision, the boomerang kid, or even just raising more kids during your their youth, it can be expensive, but there are tricks and strategies to use. I suggest you take a deep breath, look at it, don't get overwhelmed by this cost, don't be scared. If you're listening and you're 20 and you're thinking about having a kid and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't. Don't take it that way, but just be smart about it and start thinking about it. And always, I'll say that the best analogy to use is help yourself first before helping the kids. Use that oxygen mask on yourself, then help those struggling around you. Yep. That's the best analogy I could use, the airplane one. Yeah, and it it's true. So real quick question. Um, did I scare you into having another kid? Because I know you got three already. Yeah, I mean, you made you made some good points that we should probably have five. <laughs> All right, so get working on that. <laughs> Thanks we for already, listening. <laughs> we had two, uh, we had two, and then we adopted one. So we have three. Uh, one is adopted, but uh, yeah, we're done. Yeah, not any less expensive, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually, uh, no, actually, the initial upfront costs there were quite high. So, right, right. Was it well <laughs> worth it, Dan? There you well go. Worth See, it. Yeah. and you're not saying that as a joke. It is. It's well no. worth it. Yeah, there it are is. times when I say, "What did I do?" And then there's yeah. times I say, "I'd rather do nothing else." But but look at it this way: have the twin boys uh, really prepared you to handle me as a co-host? <laughs> it's good prep work. Right, right. For Just, the show. Man, I'm on my toes and I know that you're yeah. not listening, so I got to <laughs> repeat repeat myself. <laughs> you're cheaper than the boys, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, I, I am cheaper. Well, hey, uh, the great show today. Uh, listeners, that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Uh, Dan, why don't you give the phone number one more time? No, you got it. If you want to talk about your kids, give me a call. 888 5935 or go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Thanks, Tony. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for information informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.